This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? Hello again. Welcome to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook. We are here each week to sit down and talk a little bit about something you're probably wondering about. How is this thing going to work when I get into retirement? You hear about Social Security, your friends start talking about it, and you hear words like Medicare, and you lean in, you go... Yeah, I think I need to find out more about that now. But how does it all work? Well, that is why we are here to sit down and say, you know what? You need a customized plan. You need a personalized plan. And that's what Golden Reserve is all about. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Randy. How are you? I'm good. We're making our way into April, making our way through spring. And that's a good thing around here. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't really like going from 70 degrees to snow. Like, you know, I, I, I want to just tell me when it's over. I don't want any pump fakes. I feel like that's Ohio's kind of MO. They'll get you real excited for two days and then drop a snow on you in April. Yep. Yep. I We used to say, I know I grew up in Minnesota. They, we used to say there's Indian summer and there's spring bummer. And this is that time of year <laughs> when that happens. That's exactly what happens. But absolutely. We are almost done with March Madness here. We have just a few games left and i know ohio state got knocked out and i know that was a bummer for you but uh the uh have you been a person to sit down and watch any games i mean do you sit down and and because i used to do that me doing a morning show on radio i would get off at 10 o'clock in the morning i would be at the sports bar by noon and i would sit there for three or four hours and just watch game after game after game those first two days are awesome you know, I think I'm torn. I don't know if the games change or I'm just turned into a grumpy old man, <laughs> but I feel like it's a little harder given all the rule changes. You know, part of the fun of being a sports fan is having relationships with players. Yeah. And due to the, you know, the transfer portal and people leaving early, like you have to learn a whole new team and a whole new group of people every year. It's almost exhausting. So you don't have like the Hurleys. Remember, the, you know, the Duke teams that you yeah. could root against yep. and you kind of watched them year in, year out. So to me, it's just a little harder to get engaged you know once a year for march although in its excuse to go i guess eat some wings and have some beers with some friends right there you go there you go but at this time of year you know most people watch while they're at home and they also watch while they're at work there's a study out that says that people watch six hours of games while they're at work and the country loses 13 billion dollars worth of lost productivity during this time of year so uh, a lot of people <laughs> are still watching greg <laughs> well as, as a business as owner, I'm just shaking my head and, and, you know, just, you know, wondering, wow, I wonder if that applies to us, too. And it probably does. Well, if you walk in the room and somebody grabs for their mouse and hits an Excel spreadsheet and you know that something else is going on behind that, you know that something's going on. Yeah, that, that that's probably Netflix or the ball game, right? Like, exactly. you know, we probably need to do a little bit better job of screening what Internet site people are on. But, um, you know, that's part of the game. I guess, you know, Ohio State was in it. So I'm mm -hmm. guessing we probably give a lot of people a pass. All right. Well, let's talk about that. That six hours that we spend watching ball games. I was thinking about that because, you know, we're here doing a financial show and we're talking about the importance of having a retirement plan and six hours. Tell me, is, is somebody calls from the show and they say, yeah, it's time for me to have this discussion. How long is this going to take? How much time commitment is it going to be on my part? Can you build a roadmap for retirement in six hours? 
You know, we can, Randy. It's funny you say that, and it's not a coincidence. I was kind of, you know, getting the paper and pencil out and trying to write down the commitment of someone walking through our door start to finish. Mm -hmm. And I kind of broke it down. I figured, hey, you know what? Usually someone schedules an intro meeting. It's about an hour. A lot of times before they do that intro meeting, we try to send them to one of our dinner seminars just so they can get a better idea of our services. That's probably another 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. You add the roadmap meeting itself where we're presenting it. That's an hour. Another 45-minute attorney meeting, assuming they want some support in protecting their assets against long-term care costs. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the closing is about 30 minutes. Believe it or not, if you add all of that up, it equals six hours, How Randy. about that? That's interesting. So it takes a little time, a couple of meetings. What's great is because you can all go to one place. You don't have to chase all over town because you've kind of built it all under one roof there, which is nice. But sit down. Think about, you know, putting six hours into this. You're going to spend 20, 25, 30 years in retirement, maybe even more. Is it worth that amount of time to be able to say, I've got a strategy for this. And if something happens, I got some people on my side. You know, and that's the way we look at it. I mean, people work 30 plus years their entire life getting to this pivotal moment. And it's always kind of surprising to me. I think people are so exhausted getting to the top of that mountain that they're just like, I'm done. And really, their job as a retiree is just starting. And I don't think they realize that that's their new job. Their new job is to be a retiree and figure out how to protect this life's work that they've been able to accumulate, the cars, the, the house, the place in Florida, the IRAs and 401ks to ensure that they get to enjoy the next 30 years of their life. And that's that's a job, Randy. And I think people need to think of it more like a business versus just, hey, I'm going to check some boxes. I'm going to talk to my local guy. It's more than making the right Social Security election. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I think people think that's the big ticket item that they have to figure out. You know, do I take the lump sum or not? And when do I turn on Social Security? Like retirement is so much bigger than that. And there's so many more decisions to make. And when you really think about it, six hours, goodness, that's almost, you know, one one thousandth of a percent of the time you took building that money. Yeah. And, and that's what the way people should look at it. Like I've done all the work. Don't stop the race when you're 10 yards from the finish line. Right. So when we talk about the four big boulders, we have this mountain metaphor that we talk about. You've saved going up the mountain, you've put money aside, and then you get to the top of the mountain, you, you breathe a sigh of relief and and then you start your way down and you realize, wow, I'm dealing with a lot of things here that I didn't deal with on the way up the mountain. And we talk about market risk, taxes, fees and long term care. You uh, have a category in each one here, the market flashlight, the tax map, the fee filter and the long term care compass. That's six hours that somebody puts into this. What do they get out on the other side? You know, for us, it's about illumination. If you notice, all those tools talk about showing them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem in what they call, quote, unquote, financial planning is I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff. I'm going to tell you what to invest in. I'm going to tell you what, you know, stocks to buy. I'm going to tell you what mutual funds to buy. And that's it. That is their version of financial planning where we take the approach of, you know what? Let us show you what you have in a way that makes sense to the everyday retiree. Let us show you the exposure you have to the market through our market flash. Let us show you what happens if we had a crash. What does that mean in dollars? You know, let us show you what a tax map looks like if you took your taxes out pursuant to Uncle Sam's rules versus having an actual tax map to outline it on your own rules. These things illustrate what happens when you actually start seeing what you have versus what you can do. And the same goes for the fees, right? The fee filter is kind of a fun one. It just shows you what you're paying. And then you can make the decision 
Is it worth it? Is the price of my investments or is the price of my financial advisor worth what I'm getting out of it? What are the services or the returns or whatever that you know important value proposition is to you? What is that? And then the last big one is the long-term care compass. This is something very unique to us, which is we're going to show you the right guides and tools to protect against long-term care costs. And then it's up to you to decide which ones you want to choose and which ones you want to apply. But again, it's illuminating and showing you the path, not necessarily telling you what to do, Randy. And the financial industry, as we've talked about many times in the past, is not about shining the light on things. It's almost a David Copperfield kind of thing is, look at the pretty girl over here, which is all about your investments, while I do something over here. So it's it's almost the opposite, isn't it? It is. And it's because the system is set up in a way where the only thing that anyone can really provide when you do all the rabbit out of the hat tricks here is, all we're doing is pulling and picking investments. I'm pulling, you know, pulling out that rabbit. That's all I've got. I've got one trick and I'm going to choose investments. And I don't really want people asking a bunch of questions of how much I charge for it or do I do anything else? I may use some buzzwords like Roth conversions or, you know, I might talk about it being a CFP or a fee only advisor. But at the end of the day, when you button up what services are actually being executed by the person helping you in retirement, you know, the coverage is usually pretty bare, Randy. Got it. You're listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler, and we would love to sit down with you and build that roadmap for retirement. We do that at no charge. Market risk, taxes, fees, and long-term care. These are some of the big boulders that you're going to deal with on the way down Retirement Mountain. Let's have a plan for all of it, and we'll do that for you at no charge. You can start on our website right here, getyourroadmap.com. Book your appointment right there. Let's start the conversation, and let's get that roadmap for retirement. Getyourroadmap.com. Or you can give us a call at 855-546-2074, And we talk about people calling the program. People do that. And they want to talk about, many times, at least one of these boulders that we talk about here. And we get permission from people to put their particular concern on the air. And this is Brian Barry of Newark, who has a big concern in his life about taxes. Hey, Greg, this is Brian Barry. My wife, Ginny, and I are planning to retire probably sometime mid to late next year. We've got about $550,000 right now in our retirement account in my, through my employer. So I've been managing that with our IRA kind of support here, but I'm really interested in maybe your perspective on how we might want to invest that money when we retire next year, and maybe even more importantly, uh, how to kind of protect that money and the value of it from a tax perspective, because that's an area that I don't have much expertise in at all. All right, Greg, tell me a little bit about Brian and how you're helping him. Oh, man, I love it. I wish all of our clients were like Brian, right? I mean, he's asking all the right questions. First of all, he's a hardworking kind of, you know, obviously typical client that we see right around that half a million to a million dollar range of investments worked really hard. And he's asking the right questions. Now, remember, the markets basically train you to first say, what are you going to invest it in, right? Because that's all anybody talks about. And that was the first part of his question. But then he also amazingly brought up, what about all these taxes? He actually knows that, you know, this $550,000 of tax dollars is the largest debt on his balance sheet, and he wants a plan to make sure that Uncle Sam gets the least amount possible, which makes us really excited, and it makes our jobs really easy. But before we jump in, you know, we always end with investment selection and start off with essentially the boulders, right? Like, we always attack each decision through that lens, Randy. So we're going to look, first of all, at, you know, first, you know, let's look at, you know, 
taxes. That's the big one with IRAs. So we're going to build a tax map to help him understand when and how much of that 550000 he should take out every year. So essentially, he's controlling the tax rate, not Uncle Sam. So when you get to the end of you know retirement or you get in your 70s and you have to start taking out money, well, it's already taken care of. We've already pre-wired it and dictated what we wanted to pay over the course of retirement, not Uncle Sam. Next, we jump into the risk bucket. We show him how much in his current investments are at risk and kind of help him navigate what's he comfortable with. Does he want it all at risk? Does he want none of it at risk? Does he want something in the middle? But again, illuminating that through the market flashlight gives them the power to decide how much they're going to take at risk. You know, you then go to the fees. Well, our options are pretty simple. We try to cut all the fees, both from an advisor and investment you know, perspective, down to a minimum. So we want to make sure he understands how much he's paying now for the investments in his portfolio so he has a basis to compare it against. And then last but not least, we want to make sure that we put a fence around it from long-term care, which is, hey, how are we going to take care of this if Brian or, or his spouse goes into a nursing home? So we want to make sure all those things are taken care of. And then once we understand all those, then we start talking about financial options. Well, do you want to be in the market? Well, here are some, you know, ETFs or index funds that we think are very low cost and let it, you know, you can ride the market very effectively. Or do you want safe money? Well, then let's talk about how we're going to view possibly some insurance products, some fixed annuities that have very low cost, but have some more stability kind of as a bond alternative in our portfolios. And that's really the last piece. And frankly, you know, the least sexy because we've already done all the hard work that gets the clients excited through the roadmap for retirement. As you listen to that and say, man, I like that idea. I like all four of those things and more taken care of for my retirement plan. And that is what it is to have a roadmap for retirement. We make that available to you at no charge. Give us a call and we will put it together for you. We'll take a look at, at market risk. If you're concerned about markets right now and who isn't, if you're concerned about taxes in the future and who isn't, if you don't even know about the fees that you're paying right now, we would love to shine a light on that and show you. And maybe we can put some more of that money into your pocket instead of some company or some advisor. And then certainly one that is a hard decision. You, you think about long-term care. You wonder and, you, and you're scared that someday there might be a health issue in your life and you wonder if you're covered for that. Let's sit down and have that conversation. Let's build all that out. That's called the Roadmap for Retirement. Go to our website right now, sit down, book your appointment, and let's get the conversation going. GetYourRoadmap.com. That's where to go. GetYourRoadmap.com. Or you can give us a call at 855-546-2074. 546 2074. We'll take a break. And when we come back, seven out of 10 people said they want this later in life if they do have a health care incident. But is that a good idea? We'll talk about it next on Expedition Retirement. As you age, you should pay a little more attention to your health. As you get closer to retirement, you should pay a little more attention to your money. Suddenly, it's more than just the size of your accounts. It's how are you going to protect it from taxes, market volatility, hidden fees, and the soaring costs of long-term care. That's where the team at Golden Reserve can help. While most financial advisor plans stop at the top of Retirement Mountain, the retirement planners at Golden Reserve are just getting started. Call Golden Reserve for your complimentary Roadmap for Retirement. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Or getyourroadmap.com. 
and welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us, getyourroadmap.com. We call it that for a reason. You need some direction in your retirement, something down on paper. Hope is not a great solution. Hope is not a great uh, strategy, actually, for retirement. Let's get it down on paper. Let's sit down and build it together. Getyourroadmap.com. Okay, survey from Nationwide. This is seven out of 10 people, Greg, said they would prefer to get elder care at home and rely on a spouse or a family member, which places really a huge burden on them. It's estimated that family members spend an average of 56 hours a week as caregivers. And what if you can't or you're still working or you don't want to, you're not qualified? Greg, this puts a pretty big burden on people. And I don't know that that's what we want to do with our kids. It's a really tough situation. I have the unique experience that I actually built Golden Reserve based on our experiences and observations of also owning an elder care law firm. So by trade, I've been practicing elder care law for the last decade. So we saw these situations every day where we were trying to help family members navigate a unforeseen prognosis or a situation where someone needs a little bit more help at home or, you know, a slip and fall that then turns into an Alzheimer's or dementia diagnosis or, you know, a family member wandering out and being someone that requires 24-7 care or, you know, hopefully, you know, keeping them in a very safe place. And a lot of times the surviving spouse or the kids bear a lot of guilt, right? Because no one wants to go into a nursing home. That needs to be just said. We get it. No one wants to go in a nursing home. No one's excited about going in a nursing home. That's just the reality of the way nursing homes and, I guess, family members are, right? You want to stay at home. I yeah. mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I'm surprised it's not 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't prefer a spouse or a family member to help them at home. But the reality is, is that's really hard. And you can try to get help at home, but that becomes very expensive with home care costs going up to 15 to $20 an hour, you can do the math of how much that could be just coming for a couple hours a day a week. And most people don't have that built into their retirement plan to be able to afford those things. And when we see family members jumping in and out, what we see, the dynamic of who they are in terms of in their family unit changes. And what I mean by that is they stop being the spouse or they stop being the kid and they start being the caregiver. And that is one of the unforeseen consequences that most families don't realize where you become literally the caregiver of that parent or spouse and you don't get to enjoy your interaction with that person for the remaining time they have here on this planet, right? Like that is the one of the big takeaways here is you give up that relationship and you replace it with basically being a, like you said, a caregiver, uh, you know, someone that's helping almost constantly doing something for mom or dad or grandpa and grandma. And I know a lot of people are saying, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. But it does come at an expense. When, with spouses, usually we see pretty substantial health decreases from people, from mm -hmm. a spouse helping another spouse out because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. And when you add that component, you know, with all the other things of aging, that can be a tough load to bear. And with kids, it's no different because now they're trying to pack two lives into one. They've got their professional career. Now they have another career, which is being a caregiver. And then they still have usually a, a spouse at their house and kids at their house that they need to give time to and try to take care of. There's a lot to tackle here, Randy. And I think one of the things to remember is Having a plan makes all the difference, whether you decide that plan is to help out mom and dad or that plan is to help transition them into some type of home care support or to an assisted living facility or straight into the nursing home. But the 
biggest thing I recommend is have a plan and do that earlier in the process because that really gives the roadmap to all of your loved ones who aren't wondering what your wishes are. It's already kind of set in stone. And, you know, you talked about the child becoming the caregiver and that child at that point, if your parents in your 80s, you're probably in your 60s and you're looking forward to your retirement. You've been working your entire life for this. And then this comes up and you did not plan on taking care of mom and dad. And there's some resentment, I would imagine, that happens there. I've, you know, since my mom went into memory care, I've done a lot of reading and and gone on message boards. And there's some people that have some pretty poor feelings toward their parent because it's it's like I didn't plan on this. And I hate to even say it that way, but that's some of the anger that comes out sometimes. And I'm sure that you've seen that in your practice. You know, we, we try to coach people through, you know, sometimes it's more counseling than it is even yeah. legal counseling, where we're trying to get people to feel okay with whatever they're feeling, right? This is a time no different than the passing of a loved one. You have bereavement, you have, you know, a shock in your life where mm-hmm. everything's changing and everyone deals with that differently. Some people get sad, some people dig in and work more, some people get angry. And I think it's okay to have any of those emotions. But at the end of the day, we have to make sure we take a step back and say, all right, this is what it is now. We have to put a plan together and we have to ensure that that plan starts with your loved one's safety. And then from there, we can talk about finances and family dynamics, but we have to start with safety and quality of life of that loved one because that's the most important part. It's almost a crisis point in your life. Sometimes these things come on suddenly. When I went up to bring my mom to, you know, obviously I'm going to move her to where I am. I had no idea she was as far gone as what she was. And she was pretty good as I talked to her on the phone long distance of faking it. And and I had no idea what the house looked like. I had no idea how much, you know, she couldn't do with her checkbook and all these things. And then all of a sudden you're you're presented with this. And where do you go? What do you do? So you need some help from some people who have been in this industry and have helped people through it. And that's what it is to call the folks at Golden Reserve. Give us a call. If you know that this might happen in the future, if you see this starting to develop with a parent, or if you say to yourself, I don't want to put this on my kids. So I want to put a plan in place for me and for my family. That is what it is to have a meeting and to develop that roadmap for retirement for you and your family at Golden Reserve. Give us a call or go to our website. This is where you start. GetYourRoadmap.com. GetYourRoadmap.com. Or you can give us a call. 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. So, Greg, for people who aren't at that point yet, but they're looking toward retirement and they're looking at what they're dealing with like now, 4 and $5 gas and inflation, you and I have talked a lot about that. It's having a domino effect on certainly our grocery bills and our utility bills and just anything that's transported. Everything is going up right now. They're talking a lot about inflation, but there is a new word that is popping into the uh, the conversation on the financial networks that kind of concerns me. This is uh, Stephen Shork talking on Fox Business. A recession is unavoidable at this point. Every single recession in the United States, beginning with the Arab oil embargo in 1974, was preceded by a massive rise in energy costs. We have never seen a massive rise like this we're seeing today. A recession. So that concerns me. You know, if you're right on the edge of retirement and you hear recession, you say, I might lose money on this thing and I don't want to do that. So if somebody is really concerned about that right now, Greg, what do you say? 
Well, Randy, I'm not one of those quote-unquote experts that are on all these fancy shows, but mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing. You know, I can use some common sense. We've got over $30 trillion of debt. There's war, uh, you know, breaking out across the world, and it seems like prices are going up for everything, whether it be gas or burgers or, or you know, your local groceries. And I think anyone looking at this knows, hey, we had a 15-year awesome run, and it was bound to happen, right? Like, it wasn't like we could just hope for 10% returns forever in the stock market. That's never happened. So while I don't know exactly the, the extent or when exactly it'll keep happening, but I do think that times are going to be tougher uh, here in the market and for retirement in the near future or even maybe right now. So what we like to talk to people about is like, what are you doing about it and what can you do about it? Well, you've accumulated all of this stuff and these IRAs and, and 401ks and investment accounts. You know, now's the time to sit there and say, all right, I may have lost a little bit, but I think I can still take a lot of chips off the table. So we have them focus a lot on the market boulder that basically we call it that market flashlight to make sure people understand right now, how much do you have at risk? And let's not get greedy. It's like that blackjack table that you stayed an extra shoe too long on mm -hmm. when you should have walked away and put some of those black chips in your pocket. You know, you've got 15 years of returns. Let's not get greedy. If we had a little bit of a 15 or 20% hit this year, that's okay. You're still exponentially super, super up when it comes to the long game here. So take that off and try to figure out, hey, how can I get pretty safe right now? And do I need to take risk? I mean, that's a question no one even knows to ask. Do I need to take risk? Well, the answer for almost every retiree we talk to is no, we don't. We have enough to do the things we want to do in retirement and to enjoy it. The second thing we want to look at is taxes. We can almost all agree. It doesn't matter where you're putting the political flag at taxes are going to go up, right? They can't get any lower. So why not do some aggressive tax planning for your IRA now to get those dollars out of the taxable bucket into the non-taxable bucket while we can still before tax rates go up, Randy? Well, these are all things that you might be worried about and who isn't worried when they turn on the nightly news. And then all of a sudden, when you start seeing a lot of red arrows instead of green arrows, that gets you concerned. So you go over to your app and you start looking at your retirement accounts and then you go, I just lost $20,000 in the last month, and I don't like that. It, think about how long it took you to save that amount of money. Then you start to say to yourself, why don't I have some sort of a plan to protect some of this money? Well, when's the best time to take a profit? When there is one. And over the last 12 years, there is there's a profit. OK, you wonder why, you know, there's a restaurant in town and all of a sudden it's a booming restaurant and somebody sells it. Why? Because they took the profit when the profit was there. That's kind of the idea we should have with our money when we get toward retirement. There's a profit to be taken right now. Your accounts are probably as high as they've ever been. So why not sit down and have that discussion with Greg and the team at Golden Reserve? Here is our website and here is our number. Make that appointment. Let's sit down and talk about protecting your money, not just against markets, but also against taxes, against high investment fees and advisor fees. And of course, as we talk about each and every week, the high cost of long-term care. Here's our website, getyourroadmap.com. We do these complimentary. We'll put the roadmap together for you. Getyourroadmap.com is the best place to start, or you can give us a call as well. 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. We'll take a break and be right back with more Expedition Retirement right after this.
For 30 years, you've been waiting for your retirement account statements to arrive each month. You're happy when it's up, and you're bummed when it's down. That's climbing up Retirement Mountain, but it's no plan for getting down the mountain. At Golden Reserve, our retirement planners focus on protecting your money from the long trip down. Things like high taxes and fees, unnecessary market risk, and the rising cost of long-term care. It's time for the right planner at the right time. It's time to call Golden Reserve. Call for your complimentary roadmap for retirement. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Or at GetYourRoadmap.com. And welcome once again to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. You can find us online at getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com. And we sit down on this show and talk about some of the things that might concern you and things that maybe you didn't even think about when we're talking about planning for retirement. We talk about Retirement Mountain. Everybody's plan is save as much as you can, save as much as you can for as long as you can, work as long as you can. But there comes a time when you finally step away. You finally say, I'm going into retirement. And then the game completely changes. And that's what we talk about here on this show. So one of the things that we come to a realization about in retirement is taxes become a big part of the conversation. But there's a thing on the internet right now that is very funny. It's a family playing Monopoly and a kid, young kid, I think he's nine years old, sits down and has the realization that taxes are a real bummer. Oh my gosh. Where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. It's nine, ten, eleven. It's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not. It is. It's the worst part of the game. Oh, it's what? Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Well, when you think about it, when you pass go, what's the first thing you get to? Mediterranean. And then the next thing you get to is luxury tax. They hit you right away after you pass go. And it's not. Unlike going through life, is it, Greg? <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, you could probably juxtapose, you know, basically little kid for retiree, right? I think there's a lot of retirees probably with some watery eyes Yeah. when they look at their IRA and we have to say the word, oh, you know, that half, you know, that half a million dollar IRA you have, you really have about $300,000. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what, excuse me, mm -hmm. what? Well, you owe, you know, Uncle Sam a certain percentage of that and their eyes kind of get big because their whole working career, they've been looking at this number, assuming it was theirs and that all that money was gonna go to the things that they wanted. And when you have the realization that that 401k or IRA that you've been, you know, socking money away for 30 years and staring at those statements isn't all yours, that's a hard mind shift. People, people don't view their money that way, Randy. They don't think of IRAs as, well, oh yeah, that's a portion is a loan from Uncle Sam and the rest is, you know, my family's. No, they think that's all theirs. And what's even scarier is they have no idea. Almost 100% of the people we talk to have no idea what percentage they're going to end up paying out of their IRA to Uncle Sam over the course of their retirement. Yeah, they tell us to get rid of our debt. So you pay off your car, you pay off your house, you pay off your student loans, you pay off your credit cards, and you go into retirement and say, I am debt free. And then you've got a million dollars 
in a 401k. <laughs> well, I know. And, and what happens is people don't understand the rules, right? Yeah. You know, IRAs are such a long play. I mean, this is something that is with you your entire, you know, adult life. From the moment you start working to the moment you pass, it's part of your life. So people can't really understand or think that way. They don't think in terms of, they think in terms of minutes or days, not in terms of decades. And when you look at IRAs, the idea is you've socked this money away for so long. The psychology behind it is it doesn't even feel like your money anymore, right? You get to retirement, you're like, I guess, you know, I learned to live without it. I, I know I don't have to take any out until I'm 72. So I just kind of figured out how to live with my social security and some of my other investments. So th this whole tax bomb that's getting built bigger and bigger is all pursuant to Uncle Sam's master plan, Randy. He is trying to get the most money possible out of these IRAs and 401ks. And the way he does it is he tricks people into saying, hey, you know what? You don't have to touch it until 72. And people assume that he's a nice guy for giving them the extra decade to wait after they get to retirement, but it's not. It's actually a trick. He wants that tax on that money to grow bigger and bigger. And the worst part is that when he actually asks for money back, he's only asking for four or five percent. Your money may be growing faster than that. So by the time you die, your IRA is going to be bigger than when you started taking money out. And he knows this because he knows when it, you pass, it goes to your spouse, and your spouse now is operating at a single tax rate, not a couple tax rate. We call this the widow's penalty, and it's a big splash of cold water on that surviving spouse's face because they thought, oh man, I'm going to have you know a nice IRA and I'm going to pay the same amount of taxes. They're not. They're going to have to pay at the single tax rates, which means they're probably going to end up paying double the taxes, which then in turn can screw up their Medicare Part D payments and all of those things. And if that wasn't bad enough, Randy, they then turn around and that surviving spouse passes and it goes to their kids. And what most retirees don't realize is that that surviving child that inherits your IRA or children are going to pay at their tax rates, not your retired tax rates, which usually means their peak working years. We call this the kiddos penalty. And the widows and kiddos penalty is what Uncle Sam is begging for to pay that $35 trillion worth of debt. His eyes are on it, Randy. He's all over it. And if you don't believe me, you can just see the recent news. If you Google inherited IRA tax changes, the IRS has just came out and said, oh, by the way, we know we said you have 10 years, but really we want you to start paying in year one. Man, in uh, the way this was sold to us, because I'm of the generation where there were pensions and then they started going away and then they created this thing called the IRA, the 401k. And it was sold to us saying, hey, look, you now have control of your money. You can put as much in as you want. You can choose where your money is. And then when you retire, you can do it all yourself. But in reality, Uncle Sam was sitting there like Dr. Evil going, <laughs> I've got them. You know, and it's not only a tax on you, but your spouse and your kids. It's it's multi-generational, not multi-generational wealth. It's multi-generational paying into the government. Well, and you know the genius of this? I hate to give Uncle Sam any credit because I doubt he even did this on purpose. But the genius is that when you go to the kids – the kids don't care about the tax as much because they don't view it as their money. They didn't work an entire oh, yeah. lifetime. So when they inherit it, just like any inheritance tax, they're like, oh, I'm getting 300 of the 600,000. Okay. You know, whatever. You know, and I know that sounds disgusting and that breaks mom and dad's heart, but they know that that's the mentality of an inheritee, mm -hmm. which is this isn't my money. This anything over a dollar is a gift, right? Like yeah. this is a, I wasn't expecting this. So they know they have a awesome opportunity to really 
push the pedal to the metal when it comes to maxing how many tax dollars we can get out of that inherited IRA from the kids. So the idea then that, and, and I'll, I'll throw this financial thing out there right now that people talk about, is taking some of that money from the taxable bucket and putting it into the tax-free bucket, which is a conversion, and you pay taxes along the way. I've got an article in front of me that says when the market is down, like it is right now, this is a good time to do a IRA to Roth conversion. Do you agree with that? Is this a good strategy, or what's your opinion on that? So I would start off by saying it's always a good time to do tax planning with the markets up or the markets down because the taxes are going to be paid no matter what. But I do understand what they're saying, and I agree that, you know, what, whether you do it in the form of just paying the taxes and it becomes an after-tax account or you turn it into a Roth IRA in which your all of your gains in the future will be tax-free, I don't care. Either way, you're paying the tax, which is all I care about as a retirement planner. I want to make sure that we are taking care of that tax boulder. So either one works for me, but I do understand the logic of saying, all right, the market's down. So if we convert now, we're taking, you know, the ride up with growth at no tax. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I hear that logic, but you know, the, the, you know, that's what the proponents would say. The people that would disagree would say, well, think about it like this. It's going to take that. You're going to make that money even less because you're not going to take tax out of it. And it's going to take it longer to grow back where it was. I hear both arguments at the end of the day. It doesn't bother me. I, I hope no matter what you're doing, you've implemented a tax plan, regardless of the market roller coaster, because uncle Sam's going to get his pound of flesh one way or the other. I'd much prefer to control to the penny what happens because I can do that if I'm developing a tax map, right? Like our tax map, which is part of our roadmap for retirement, down to the penny talks about how much you're going to take out of your IRA every year mm -hmm. to make sure we're minimizing the taxes. We're not screwing up your Medicare. But at the same time, over the course of maybe five, seven, 10 years, there will no longer be any IRA to be taxed. And that's the goal of every tax map, Randy, is to get that all out on your terms and on your timelines, as opposed to waiting to time the market, which may or may not ever go up or down how you had planned. And then you end up kicking that tax burden all the way into your 80s. You have an unexpected passing. Well, guess what? Now that you know, you're hitting the widow's penalty, you're hitting the kiddo's penalties again and uncle sam's getting 30 or 40 cents on dollar where with a tax map maybe you could have got away with 10 percent or 15 percent on the you know on each dollar in your ira tell me if i'm right on this paying attention to the tax brackets if you make one dollar that pushes you into the next tax bracket yes you're in that tax bracket but it's just that one dollar that is taxed at that rate am i right on that that's 100% right. It's called the graduated tax, and it really confuses the heck out of people. What we want to say is, people, it's your effective tax rate that matters, and that's the average of all the money you're paying and how much tax comes out of every dollar. That's the way you should be thinking about it, not, I don't want to go into that next tax bracket. It's like, well, listen, we might want to go to that tax bracket, and it may bump you to a 17% effective tax rate, but that's still a heck of a lot better than having going to the widows or kiddos penalties where they could get 30 or 35% of your money out of your IRA. It's such a important part of retirement planning is paying attention to taxes. I mean, I, I, th I could just make this statement. I don't think that there's a retirement plan that is a retirement plan without a tax plan. There's got to be that element to it. And that is why we build it into the roadmap for retirement. Paying attention to market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. These are the things that you'll be dealing with on the way through retirement, down retirement mountain, as we say. 
Let's have a plan for all of it and more. Give us a call. Give us a look on the website. Let's start the conversation. We do this complimentary. If you've got questions about this, give us a call or go to the website and let's get those questions answered and let's start on that roadmap for retirement. Here's the website. Very simply, getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. You can go there today or you can give us a call at 855 546 2074. 855-546-2074. We'll be right back with more Expedition Retirement. Stats show the trip climbing down the mountain can be more hazardous than the trip climbing to the top. Retirement can be the same way. You spend all your efforts saving, believing that will get you through retirement but that just gets you to the top. The most difficult times are getting down the mountain or through retirement. The team at Golden Reserve focuses their practice on protecting your money on the way down. Their complimentary roadmap for retirement is designed to deal with unexpected taxes, high investment fees, market risk, and the high cost of long-term care. Get your roadmap today at 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074 or getyourroadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. Let's have that conversation about how your retirement will work. Let's take into consideration lots of things that financial advisors don't even want to talk about, but we will at Golden Reserve. Get your roadmap. So, Greg, your book that's due out in the spring is called Fire Your Financial Advisor. So that's that's a pretty strong statement there. Yeah, it's pretty literal. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're going to tell the story of the financial services industry, you know, for the last 40 years, kind of how it came to fruition, how the systems work now and how they've evolved in the financial services industry has kind of stayed still and not really met the needs of today's retirees. And hopefully it makes for a pretty entertaining read. Well, I do things on this show just to get Greg's blood pressure up, and I'm going to do one right now, so stand back. I subscribe to Financial Advisor Magazine. How dare you, Randy? <laughs> How dare you? Just to do this to you. Okay. There was an article that absolutely jumped out at me, and it said, where are the retirees' yachts? So the premise of this is, hey, you guys are supposed to be the financial advisors and the financial planners. Why do you have a yacht and not your clients. So this is a piece from the actual article. Is it a problem that the financial industry is generally unprepared for the delivery of retirement advice to all but to a few? Is it enough to tell people to save more and tell their adult children of our clients to go pound sand? There are people doing deep thinking about retirement challenges, but most clients will never meet one of those thought leaders and will not qualify for the attention of a great advisor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Cheese and rice, Randy. They're I, admitting it right there. Well, I think the cat's out of the proverbial bag. I really do believe that they're scrambling. I mean, look no further than the largest, I guess, retail financial advisor in the plan with Edward Jones. They turned around and just agreed to pay their CEO $22.6 million. And you'll love this. You know what her plan is? They are going to start doing 
financial planning. I kid you not. That is part of their vision of the future. Edward Jones literally said that we're going to start doing more financial planning. And to do that, we're going to buy Money Guide. Oh, by the way, every retirement planner or even financial advisor on the planet has been using Money Guide for a decade. And what this really shows me, Randy, is that they're scrambling. The word is out. The, you know, my, the, the book that we wrote, you know, Fire Your Financial Advisor, tells this story. And I love the fact that they see it coming. I think the monsters of the industry have realized what are we doing? And the more people look under the hood or behind the curtain of what actually is happening, because if you asked Edward Jones clients, they're going to say, what do you get? They're going to say, well, I thought we were getting financial planning. And really all they were getting was sold from a brokerage firm, a bunch of mutual funds. And for since 2016, Eddie Jones has been scrambling to try to push all their clients to a advisory solutions model, whatever that means, to start providing, quote unquote, advice for retirement. But if you look deeper, what advice can that really be, Randy? They can't give tax advice. They can't give legal advice. Those disclaimers are all over the place. Mm -hmm. So when I'm scratching my head, no matter what they call it, at the end of the day, they're just picking investments and, and painting it a different picture. And they're charging their clients differently for it only because they got fined about half half a billion dollars over the last 10 years for mutual fund, non-disclosures, revenue sharing, and all kinds of problems. And I think they're just trying to avoid bad press and trying to convert to what other financial advisors have been doing, which is this RAP AUM model where they're just charging a percentage. Like, I really can't get my hands around where they're going to go from here because they're really running out of room. They're at the edge of the cliff, Randy. Well, you hear it on TV all the time. We do better when our clients do better, but they don't put the next line in there. We do just as well when our clients don't. (laughs) I mean, I can't remember if I talked about this last week, but I'll say it again. There was a commercial that had to cost millions of dollars. It was on Sunday. It was one of the big shops that basically said 75% of our clients think that we are aligned with the goals of our retirement clients. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, only 75%? Or what does this even mean? When you have nothing left to talk about, when you have no services to provide people, you start putting this gibberish on the screen where it's just a big 75% and hope that no one notices you're really not saying anything. You're not talking about protecting people's retirements. You're not talking about services. You're not talking about value. All they're doing is kind of throwing this hot potato, how are we going to charge you ball? And that's all anyone seems to talk about is how we charge, what we charge, why you should only use us to charge. And at the end of the day, Day, no one wants to have the real conversation of what do retirees really need in retirement and do we provide that? Well, one of the things that you bring up uh, is fees and how financial advisors do charge. I got another article in front of me here, and this one's actually from the Wall Street Journal. And it says many financial advisors charge by how much you have. If you have a million dollars saved for retirement, if they're going to manage this, they're going to charge you 1%. That means they make $10,000 a year. All right, so when somebody else walks in and they've got $2 million, well, they'll also do the same thing, but they'll get $20,000 a year. And a lot of people would look at that and say, you're doing the same amount of work and doing the same thing, but getting paid twice as much. There's something wrong with that picture, Greg. 
Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> I hate this. It is the largest scam of all time. I can, I, you know, if you read the book, you'll see the history of why they charge a 1%. It's actually a derivative of 12B1 fees going back to the Securities Act. I mean, it, there, there's a long story of how they got here. But the reality is, is they stayed here because nobody was paying attention. Mm. And that's the scary part is everyone just assumed it is what it is. I guess that's just how you charge. And people just in droves started to pay. And I think all the financial advisors looked at each other and said, they're not complaining. Let's keep charging. Let's keep charging. And and I think they were kind of surprised, right? Like, I can't believe someone who wouldn't even replace their carpet for the last 30 years is going to pay me $10,000 to pick a couple investments for them every year. And that is the mentality of the industry. They're that arrogant that they don't have to change. I don't think they even hide it, right? Like like you said, they run advertisements that say, we do better if you do better, which they should say, well, oh, by the way, but if you do worse, we still get paid. True alignment would be if you do worse, we don't take any fee. But that would require too much of a alignment between retiree and financial advisor. That will never happen. And if you really look at this percentage model, Randy, there's nothing that really applies to this in life, right? Like, you know, somehow we've demonized commissions. Like since when were commissions or a percentage for selling something bad? Well, it's bad because that means that things like annuities and other things would probably make a lot more sense for clients. But, you know, you sell a car, they get a commission. You rent a property, you buy a house, you get a commission. But for some reason in financial services, they made commissions like the boogeyman. That means that you're not a fiduciary, whatever that means. Instead, we're going to arbitrarily charge you 1% no matter how much work we do. And we hope we don't have to do anything. All we're going to do is build our book to about a half of, you know, 500 million. And we're just going to ride it out to retirement playing defense and doing as little amount of work as possible to make sure that you stay hopefully with us. As long as the market is performing, we can take all that credit and that's really what's happened for the last 10 years. You know, Greg, I have these conversations with my wife. Uh, we're watching the sports or I'll bring something up and she sees, you know, a contract that a baseball player gets. So Freddie Freeman goes to the Dodgers and he's going to get 20 or $25 million a year. And, you know, Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland and he's going to get $40 million a year, whatever. And and then you look at how much a movie star makes in a movie. It's $20 million, And people get incensed about that kind of money. Do you know how much people make at these high levels for managing mutual funds it is way more than that it is in the 50 million and above range and nobody knows about that greg nobody knows it's mind-blowing you look at pimco blackrock all these you know huge investment companies that sell the mutual funds and the reason that they've done it very sneakily is because they've done it with a financially middle to low sophistication target they're going out there and feeding their products to people like Edward Jones and the local people that then sell them to the unknowing public that doesn't really care. They're, they're too busy living their life, Randy. They're not, they're not looking into mm-hmm. prospectuses and 12B1 fees. They just assume that the guy around the corner is not going to take advantage of them. And unfortunately, these mutual funds have become the norm for the last 30 years, which has built the trillion-dollar empire, to your point. And no one really goes up the chain to see where the money goes. Yeah. And it, it, it's because it's death by a thousand cuts, right? They've figured out if we just take a little bit out every year, an extra thousand, an extra thousand, and we net it off the returns. And as long as that person's making some money, I mean, shoot, in the 1980s, they were just getting CDs. So if, it, if we're beating CDs, they're going to be happy as a clam. And unfortunately, they're right. And that allowed the industry to get very greedy 
and very focused on netting their, you know, internal mutual fund fees or internal load commissions and all these things off returns, bearing them in statements. And that's allowed this industry to thrive and become very, very not transparent to the public on how they're getting paid and how much money they're making. And if you have a 401k or you have an IRA, you're a part of this. You are contributing to their pockets and there's something that you can do about it. If you have a financial advisor, you should know how much you're paying them and you should know what you're getting for what you're paying them. And you should look at that under a microscope and say, am I getting the value for what I'm paying this person? And if you're not, why don't you sit down and talk to the team at Golden Reserve and talk to them about fees? Let's let's put the microscope on how much you're paying out just right now in a 401k or an IRA, the way that you are saving for retirement. Let's find out what that number is. Can we put more of that money in your pocket? Give us a look on the website and let's go through those four boulders that we talk about every week. Market risk, taxes, fees, long-term care. Let's get those handled for you in your retirement. Here's our number. Here's our website. GetYourRoadmap.com. Go there right now. We do this complimentary. We will build you that roadmap, taking a look at all four of these big boulders. GetYourRoadmap.com, or you can give us a call at 855-546-2074. 546 2074. Well, as we kind of bring the show to a close today, there's a lot that has changed in our world. And I know we've talked about inflation and we talked about politics and we talked about a lot of different things. But since we are now moving our way out of the pandemic, think about how your business has changed. There's less business travel out there. I've got friends who are sales guys who they're no longer going to conventions. Everything's been done virtually now. A lot of people working from home. And there's an article in front of me from the Wall Street Journal that says this might actually help people getting toward retirement. They're talking about phased retirement, where you could actually go to your employer and say, hey, look, I'm about two years out or I'm one year out. I'm kind of on that glide path right now. I still want to work. Can I cut back to four days a week or three days a week and start mentoring people and kind of changing of the guard kind of a thing? And companies are more apt to do that now. I want to talk to somebody who's actually in the industry. And Greg, are you seeing that or are you seeing the less compassionate approach? And here's your rocking chair and you're out the door. Well, you know, in my previous life, I worked for one of the largest law firms in the world in Chicago. So we saw a lot of business exposure for probably the first decade of my life. And I'm here I'm going to tell you this. The work from home programs, programs like these will all die the second we start seeing some quarterly losses. And we're seeing some quarterly losses here after Q1 wrapping up, and we'll see more losses in Q2 because businesses will start looking at fringe programs and work from home programs and partial retiree programs, in my opinion, and say, you know what? These things don't really work. Mm -hmm. This is a fringe benefit that if we're doing well, sure, I'd love to do this, but you can't be efficient. You can't be effective. There's a reason that these jobs exist and have certain roles built on a 40 or 50 hour week. And when we start trying to chop it up, it becomes more work than it needs to be. So I don't want to be the guy that is raining on the parade here where people thinking this is going to be the future. I could be wrong. You know, maybe this will get some traction. But what I've seen in the real world is, you know, work from home programs don't work. You can't get someone you know, up front half the time to stay off the internet, stay off their email during the day. And you think you can get them to focus at home with Netflix and laundry and walking the dog. Like, I mean, these programs were all built to die, you know, IBM and Adobe, people don't even realize before the pandemic, they were already shutting down their stay from uh, work from home programs. Um, and if it wasn't for that little blip, 
you know, over the last couple of years, those things would have gone away. And the reality is, is it's just really hard to be efficient, effective and disciplined enough to work in your home environment. And I think the same goes for this, Randy. So don't count on this being uh, a gentle transition into retirement. And I think that people are a little scared to even talk about it, because if you give your employer a hint that you're thinking about retirement, you're going to be at the top of the list on the next layoff. That's exactly right. I think people are going to look like they always do when when times are good, which they've been really good for the last decade. You haven't had to be incredibly critical of staff or programs. And we've been able to push out a lot of fun stuff. But when times get tighter and the belt has to be tightened a notch, you'd be surprised of how more efficient and kind of we have to go back to the basics of business and figure out, you know, is it efficient? Is it effective? Is it meaningful? And if it doesn't hit those three boxes, you know, you may be on the green mile. And that means that we have to be ready when our time comes. Uh, It might not be. I, I see lots and lots of studies that say people plan to work to 67, but it never really happens because something happens at work or something happens at home and you have to step away at 64 or 65. It happens all the time. That's where the numbers really are. So to put it into our control, Greg, means to me, you got to sit down and do some planning. That's right. And you can't put your hope in one of these, you know, I hope they do this and I get some partial and I'm going to factor that into my savings. Like, no, just assume that, you know, you're going to retire probably two or three years earlier than you had planned Mm. because actually outside of these partial kind of retirement programs, I see this anyways. Once you get the retirement bug, we see people's plans change drastically. It was five years. Now it's three years. Now it's one year. Well, oh, by the way, I retired. (laughs) And that is the conversations we have with a lot of folks, because once you start seeing some buddies retire and you start thinking about the things that you want to do, it gets really hard to put those work boots and hard hat on every day when you're getting up and going to work at six in the morning. So let's have the conversation right now and be ready for it and retire on your terms. Don't wait for them to say you're out the door. Give yourself some power and say, if you say that to me, I'm ready to go. And here is what you can do. Give us a call or give us a look on the website. Schedule an appointment. Let's build what we call the Roadmap for Retirement. GetYourRoadmap.com. That's an easy one to remember. GetYourRoadmap.com. There you'll find a place where you can schedule an appointment. And let's start the conversation. You can also give us a call right now as well. 855 546 2074, 855-546-2074. Or again, easy way to do it, getyourroadmap.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next time here on Expedition Retirement. Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to getyourroadmap.com. Investment advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden Golden Reserve is licensed in your state. Please contact their office. Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ayler Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ayler Stallings LLC. Tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve. 
Reserve, LLC, NPN Insurance License Number 1655411.